Donna Otto, and I am privileged to be the teacher on Modern Homemakers Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad to have you join us in every one of these shows. We podcast about 15 shows a month, and if you'd like to know when they are out and available, just go to our website, which we love. It dances and sings and offers so many things, and subscribe. Do not be afraid that that subscription will be a binging in your email every day. We don't believe in those things, so believe me, we'll never do them. You will be notified uh, when a new show is out. Um, I send a letter once or twice a year talking about what's going on in the ministry, and um, that's it. That's what you get when you subscribe. Our website is full of resources, many of them free resources, um, as are these podcasts, and some of them are purchases. This season, as we have begun September of 2021 through May of 2022, we are concentrating on the theme of listening for learning and love. Why do we listen? We listen to learn, and we listen for love. And I've begun these last two shows by talking about listening. Um, we talked about the summer challenge, and if you took the summer challenge and did not hear the first session we did together, go back and listen. And if you have a response to the summer challenge, please send me an email and tell me what your word or concept was and how it worked for you. We talked about Psalm 4610, and we'll be referring to that throughout the year. Be still and know that I am God. Well, I spend a lot of time in the summer planning and preparing and reading and writing outlines for the year's um, podcast. And I came to this subject of whether you are willful or willing. Hmm. It just touched me. I thought, what makes a good listener? Well, I think a willing person will make a good listener. A willful person probably won't. And then I had to ask myself, and I discovered that I was very willful about some things and very willing about some things. But as I got into the subject, I decided that I wanted to talk to you about it. And these next two sessions, we will be together. I'm talking about the ing and the full. It sounds like a new language I'm creating, doesn't it? It's quite simple. And I just will ask this question several times in the time we're together. Are you an ing, I-N-G, or are you a full? I'd like to start a revolution. You think I could start a revolution? I don't know if revolutions are started or they just get grassroots and begin, but I'd like to be the leader of the ing group, I-N-G, ings. The ings are together, and we are those who want to be surrendering, attending, willing, I know you're wanting to pause and reply, say, what is an ing? What is a full? Well, an ing is a willing. 
and a full is a willful. Uh, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, it says, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I came face to face with something in my own murky heart this summer, and I realized that it came down to this simple question that I was willful or that I was willing. I talk the talk of willing, but I can be very willful. Actually, I came to think this summer that could I not only be willful, I was kind of sneaky about it. Now, that's rather painful for me to say aloud, except that in all true confession, my dear podcast listeners, and it is painful, but I began, began to think about the people I knew and those who stood for various um, entities and groups. And I thought, are they ings or are they fools? And that the world was full of ings and full. And then I thought, do you think my audience wants to know which one they are? Do you know if you're an ing or you're full? Do you care? I hope when I'm finished with these two shows, you'll be able to see which one you are, whether you like it or not, and make a decision. The United Nations Second Secretary General of the United Nations, who was appointed in 1953 and died in 1961, was Dag Hammarskjöld. Now you're saying, what does that have to do with anything? Hold on, just hold on. He was the Prime Minister of Sweden, a Nobel Prize winner, and a follower of Christ. He wrote a book called The Markings, which is still available today, a sort of white book concerning his negotiations with God. And he said, I had inherited a belief that in the very radical sense of the Gospels, all men were equals as children of God. But he said, I don't know who or what put the question and I don't know when it was put. I don't even remember answering the question. But at some moment, I did answer yes to someone or something. And from that hour, I was certain that the existence is meaningful and that therefore my life in self-surrender had a goal. I read that and my jaw just dropped. Now, his being rather artsy in his use of, I don't remember who put the question or who the someone or something is. But he refers to God. He refers to the fact that he chose God. And at some point in his, in his life, he had a self-surrender. He's an ing. He's an ing. He's an ing trying to be an ing in all of his life. I thought, that is the place of surrender. And I'm often asked, when did you come to faith, Donna? When did you begin to believe like you believe right now? And if you ask me that question right now, if you were here in studio with us, I would say, just now. Because I firmly believe that there have been many times in my life of faith, many times in my journey of life, that I've been an ing. I've been a surrendering. I've been saying yes to Christ. The, the big ones, the earliest ones, and quite interestingly, the earliest one was when I was eight years old, 
and my mother, who didn't drive, we lived in the city of Chicago, she took my brother and I by the hand, got us on a bus and a subway and another bus and a long walk, and we got to Soldier's Field in Chicago on Lake Michigan, and Billy Graham was there speaking. She took us to the top of the stadium, that's where the seats were left, and we listened to Billy Graham, and I was eight years old. And when he was through and he made the invitation, I was willing. And I said to my mom, could I go? I'll never forget this. She said, yes. She said, yes. And what I remembered about that story was my mother let me leave her in a mass crowd of 30 or 40,000 people when she wouldn't let me take my shoes off at the park to run in the grass. But I think that the Spirit of God released me. My mother said yes to that. And so I was an ing. I didn't remember that story as a part of my faith process until I was about 40 years old. And somebody was talking about Billy Graham. All that memory just rushed over me. Another important time when it was when I was 16 and had been attending a small church in the city. And uh, they had a Friday night service. And I was invited to go. It was for teenagers. And that night I heard a young man whose name I don't know, whose face I wouldn't recognize. And he said, if I was looking for someone to bring calm and control into my life, Jesus was it. <laughs> I lived in a very chaotic, messed up family. And I said, yes, I was an ing that night. But, but since then, there have been many yeses. I, I will also tell you, there have been no's. There have been times when I know God was asking me to do something that I thought was too much for me to do. And I said, no, I regret that. I regret that completely. But I am grateful for the times that I have been in Ing. And because of these quotes, I am asking you to join me in, in evaluating where you're in Ing and where you're not. I'm jolted by Doug Hamelschel's remarks. I think I always want to say yes to Christ, but I don't always say yes. I want to, like you, I want to belong. And no one does welcoming and belonging like Jesus. We live in a culture of no. Can't do that. Won't do that. Why should I do that? You can't make me do that. That's, that's the kind of culture we live in. And maybe you are like my husband was, and really still is. He's the naysayer in our family. Most married couples, and David and I meet with a lot of young couples, most of them, one will say, yeah, he always, she always says no. She says no before she thinks about the answer. It might be a yes, but she says no. But that's how David was. And in early marriage, he just wanted it to be a no, and he wasn't even open to talking about it. I, I can still remember, I'm asking you a question, and literally that's all he said was no. And like the door was closed, and I thought, no, 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 we, we can't do that. But I was so taken back by it, I didn't know what to say. Now, since we've come to understand what it is to live in agreement, to talk it out, and even if he feels like it is a bad idea, and he's the naysayer, the way we get to agreement and discuss, and an answer to the questions is much more through conversation. Gerald May, who was an author, an MD psychiatrist, says he has had many people who struggle with some tension of saying no and some of saying yes. 
It's kind of a mastery and a mystery of self-determination and self-surrender. When I say yes to you, I've just surrendered. Would you serve on this committee? I say yes, I've just surrendered part of my time and part of my brain and part of my energy. If I say no to you, I get to keep it. It's my time and my energy. Which one are you? An ing or a full? Perhaps you need to hear me say, which one are you most of the time, instead of which one are you? Are you ready to hear me say clearly? I had to admit that first and foremost, I'm a full. I am a willful person. I, I want what I want. I want when I want. I want what I want when I want it. And more than that, I want to do it perfectly. So my willfulness has stood in the way many times throughout my life. But I can also say to you, even when I'm being willful, I really believe that my heart has grown to be in a place where I want to be an ing. I want to be surrendering. I want to be willing. And what I love about that awareness is that it helps me to remember that God is so patient. He is so patient. The ings listen for the Spirit of God to direct. The fulls keep directing and controlling and taking charge. How do I become an ing? Who do I surrender to? What about my personal freedoms? And certainly that's been a question that's very public lately, isn't it? Mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine, and on it goes. Fight, fight, fight. Never give up. Achieve, achieve, achieve. My way. That's willful. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you remember the series I did on people-pleasing. Most certainly, this is not an ing. It certainly sounds like it. People-pleasing sounds like an ing, doesn't it? But often that's just going along to getting along. Do you, do you know that phrase? I don't like that phrase at all. Do you go along to get along? Oh, that makes me feel so wishy-washy. Now, I know that there's a time and a place to take a stand, and that isn't every time. Believe me, I learned that the hard, hardest hard way. I, I belong to a group of women. We've been meeting together now for hmm, 40 years. Oh, my gosh. We are all getting very old, I might add. But we've been meeting together for 40 years, and I can remember... In the early years, this was a place where we had come to be ourselves and to represent what we thought and to speak our mind, to share our hearts, ask for prayer. You know, we had a very idealized idea of what it was going to be, and it has been a spectacular 40 years. But if I didn't agree, I just spoke my mind. Well, of course you know what that does. It alienates people. I, but I wasn't going to be one of those who was going along to get along. I wanted to stand for something. And I think you can stand for something and still be an ing. For those of you who surrendered to something you thought was good and it turned out bad and it was harder to be an ing, I want you to know that surrendering to Jesus Christ, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is a trustworthy thing. You can trust him to lead you, to guide you, to direct you to love you, to care for you. Listening pays off in this transition of being a willful, wanting to be a willing person. 
Fools can be very intentional or very intent on what they're doing. The dilemma is a life one. I'm asking you to want to engage in the deepest part of who you are in ways that are self-surrendering. I'm asking you to consider whether you want to be an ing or a fool and what you are the majority of the time. Remember, willingness implies a self-surrender while willfulness sets you apart and makes you the master and ultimate controller. I know. Did I hear you say, ouch? Well, join me the next time we're here at Modern Homemakers on this podcast as we finish this discussion about being an ing or a full, a willing person or a willful person. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. And remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of trying to be an ing.